Oh, man. <laughs> well, good evening, good evening, good evening. Are you excited about Wednesday night? It is time for us to get ready to get into the Word of God. God bless you. Uh, for those of you that are catching this later, uh, come on in. Get ready to get an, um, uh, an amazing experience with the Lord. Um, always allow for a couple of minutes right here at the beginning. It's uh, right at 7.30 here on Wednesday night in Houston, Texas. Hello to everybody all over the world, uh, especially in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Mom Alice, Minister Bernadette, just greetings to you guys. We love you dearly. Looking forward to seeing you next month. Uh, on a little vacation trip there. And then uh, Shemetrius in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, love you there. And uh, the Bibzak family, praise God. We love you guys uh, all the way up north where my parents are. And everybody here in Houston, good evening. And we welcome you to our Wednesday night live service. Uh, if you happen to be visiting with us, come on, praise God. How'd you hear about us? Uh, we are so glad to have you a part of our service tonight. Uh, we are a church that loves God, loves God's word. We're a word church. We're a faith church. We're a family church. We're a church. Praise God. And we welcome you to our service. Um, we believe God's org ordered your steps to be in this moment. He's got a good word that'll bless your life tonight. Uh, so give an ear to hear to what the spirit of God says, and you will be blessed. Amen. Uh, let us know that you're visiting, that you're watching, uh, everybody online. Uh, just so glad to have each of you. As a quick reminder, this Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Um, the people of this world uh, and many Christians call it Easter, um, which is, you know, a technical season. But we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what that day is it about. It's not about Easter dresses and Easter bunnies and Easter egg hunts and things of that nature. It truly is about the death, the burial, and most importantly, the resurrection. This past Sunday started a mini series, just a two-part series as far as I can see, called The Last Adam. And we'll dive into that coming up this Sunday morning. Now, we encourage everybody to come to church. Um, the world has opened back up. Um, but besides, where God is, healing power flows, and the enemy has no place. So you don't have to worry about contracting coronavirus at church. Um and we believe that the healing power of God will flow even beyond that symptom of sickness and disease. So come on, be a part of church. Uh, my heart is that as the body of Christ uh, responds now to the opening, uh, we should be finding ourselves back in church. If we're back at work, if it's okay for kids to go to school, uh, if they're opening up stadiums and they're going to have the Olympics and uh, airport is back to normal travel, yada, 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 uh, then it's time to get back to church. So, uh, of course, we encourage you to follow uh, uh, follow the Holy Spirit's unction 
uh, to get you back in a place of regular fellowship. I'll, I'll say this, and this will be the last thing because everybody that's on tonight are folks that want to be and are connected. But what, just so you all will know why I make the comments that I make, um, you'd be surprised at the number of people that connect at the time of worship. A lot of people watch it later. And that begs to um, the issue of consecrating a time uh, for worship. You know, Peter and John went into the temple at the hour of prayer. Amen. So anyway, come on out and you will be blessed. Let's go ahead and say a word of prayer. Hello to everybody joining online tonight. Uh, so many, so good to see uh, all of you. Uh, Arlene, I owe you a call back. I was off and I, I didn't pick up that line, but I, I'll be sure to get with you. And uh, hello to everybody out there. We're going to have an, oh, Lori Dankins. Glory to God. Amen. What a blessing. And Don Shell, amen. Uh, always good to see you and your daughter at church um, and, and then as well as online. All right, let's pray uh, and, and let's get right into it. Father, we thank you for this, another opportunity to meditate your word. We're excited uh, about your word tonight. We are blessed to be in your presence, uh, one with one another. Uh, we pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will flow freely tonight and uninterrupted by any satanic or dem uh, demonic force. We, we look to you, Father, for uh, wisdom to flow tonight into our hearts that we will uh, be better because of it. Uh, we're open to the operation of the gifts of the spirits that you desire to flow or function that way in our midst. And as always, we look to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, amen. One quick shout out. I hope they're not watching, but Pastor Carol and Kyra tonight are celebrating 14 years of marriage. So woohoo! shout out to uh, Pastor Carol and Kyra, um, but they're lovers of the word, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're online. All right, open with me in your Bible, if you would, to the book of James chapter one. Last week, we were in a series called You Are Blessed. We covered point number three, which was you are blessed when you hear and do God's word. Well, we didn't get through that message. It was just so good. And so we're going to conclude you are blessed tonight with this fourth part. And we're calling it when you do God's word. Say that out loud when you do God's word. So that's going to be the focus of what we're talking about tonight. Here's the main text that we'll be looking at as it relates to doing God's word. James chapter one, verse 22 through 25 says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, 
and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work or a doer of the word, this one will be blessed (laughs) in what he does. So that's going to be our focus tonight. But in this series, we've looked at Matthew chapter 16 and Ephesians chapter 1 to show you from the word of God that you and I are already right now blessed. On Wednesday nights, we started last year getting very, very excited about the blessing of the Lord. My wife just told me, I think today, that uh, she saw an article that Carrie Jo and her husband, Corey, or Cody, um, won best song of the year worldwide. I think it was at the Grammys on the song that they wrote just simply out of the book of numbers, The Blessing. And I don't know about you, that song still is probably one of my favorites, but it still touches my heart even to this day because we are individuals who highly, highly value the blessing of the Lord. I was just passing through some scriptures and saw the word blessed when, (laughs) and I got excited. Why? Because um, it is absolutely one of the fundamental uh, principles of the word of God. It's so, so important. So let's look once again at Matthew chapter 16 as we get revved up uh, for tonight. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 20, for the last time, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others, uh, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed. Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, which means a small rock. But on this rock, like a boulder, a heavy or large stone, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Uh, so obviously this is so powerful. We're studying a series called you are blessed. And that's exactly what Jesus told Peter. He said, Peter, you are blessed. And he told him why. And when you boil it down, Peter was blessed because of revelation knowledge. Peter was blessed because of something God spoke to him. Woo. Glory. That gets me excited. Peter was blessed because of something God is good. Something good that God said to Peter that enabled him to succeed and to prosper. And indeed, you and I are blessed by revelation knowledge. I believe with all my heart 
that uh, we're uh, Jesus is right now building the body of Christ by blessing. <laughs> I mean that, that 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 that's awesome. Faith Family Church, we are a blessed church, and we are allowing the Lord Jesus to build Faith Family Church by blessing. I mean, we're spending weeks and weeks and weeks on it. Uh, because it's at the foundation of who we are and what we are. We are blessed. We said to you that the word blessed means that something good was spoken over you or to you uh, that enabled you to succeed or empowered you to prosper. When you when you talk about being blessed in the past tense, it's something, something good was said over that person. Something good was said to that thing. And what was good spoken has now empowered that thing or that person to prosper. Uh, another principal thought that we've shared from time to time is that when you do like you're doing right now, anytime we position ourselves to hear messages from God, we are positioning ourselves for blessing to happen. In other words, um, you are being blessed right now. When you hear tonight this good word that God has for you, it's going to empower you to prosper in Jesus' name. So we said uh, uh, Peter got this directly from the Father and so forth. Now, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Before we get into the new material, if you just jumped on, this is Pastor Stan. We're getting ready to conclude what has been a phenomenal series called You Are Blessed. And tonight's message is called When You Do God's Word. Ephesians chapter one is that second fundamental passage. Verse three through five, it says, praise be to God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. He predestined us, you could say from before the foundation of the world for the adoption of his sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Wow, when I think back of what we glean from by being blessed with every spiritual blessing, we in, in the realm of the spirit, we can't be more blessed than we are right now. But here's the thing. We don't live, as it were, in heavenly places. We live in earthly places. And the series that we're starting next Wednesday night is called Blessing Blockers. Because if we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, and we need those blessings to show up in earthly places, we want to make sure there's nothing blocking the flow of God's blessing from heavenly places into our earthly places. Amen? Well, we said to you that the mysteries of these spiritual blessings that we are blessed with are revealed to us in and throughout the word of God. I gave you an example, Isaiah 45. I believe that's a passage of scripture talking about me. I believe God spoke that over me and that that spiritual blessing should have impact in my life and should set the course in my lifetime. 
Now, as we begin to answer, uh, uh, to answer the question tonight, you are blessed when you do the word of God. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Luke chapter 11. Uh, this was so good, uh, especially if you were a woman listening to this. In Luke chapter 11, verse 27, it happened while Jesus is in the middle of a message that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice <clears throat> and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. Now, that's a really weird thing to say to a preacher right in the middle of his message series. <laughs> and if you take it literally, uh, this, this woman is saying that, that your mother's body parts are blessed. I mean, is it possible that, that a person's body parts be blessed? Oh, absolutely. And we charged you by the Holy Spirit, especially if you're a woman and especially if you've had uh, any kind of issues uh, in your breast or in your womb to speak life, speak good over your body. You've got now a chapter and verse. Jesus didn't deny it. He said, yeah, my mama is blessed. Her, her, her body parts are blessed. And absolutely she was. And you go back and look at her story. But then he goes on and adds to that. He didn't deny or denounce what this woman said. And that means you've got a legal, biblical right to expect God's blessings on your body parts. Amen. If you've had symptoms of sickness and disease attack you in your cardiovascular system, things that the doctor said you will be with you for the rest of your life. If you've had the enemy come against you in your body, in your, your, uh, uh, respiratory system, you can bless your lungs. You can bless your kidneys. You can bless your skeletal system. You can say something good over your knees and your ankles. Glory to God that enable them to prosper. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Woo, glory to God. And you ought to be a fountain of blessing that's just speaking good constantly, not over, not only over your body, but you can also speak over other people's bodies as well as you have a, a authority. You can speak over your children's bodies, etc. I'm trying to calm down because we got some new material to get to tonight. So please just bear with me. But that was good. So let's pick it back up one more time. In Luke eleven twenty seven, and it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said, blessed is the womb that bore you in the breast which nursed you. But he said more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it or keep the word of God. And so this is the foundation for the last two parts of this series, last week and this week. Not only are you blessed by revelation knowledge, not only are you blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, you are blessed when you hear the word of God. That's why people who miss church are missing out on blessing. <laughs> you know, they're, they're essentially like Esau who devalued his blessing and then when he saw the value of it, then he wept bitterly trying to get a hold of it. 
and, and so, wow, Jesus simply says, you are blessed when you hear God speak. And God's using me tonight to speak to you. And so you are blessed because right now you're hearing the word of God. You say, well, I'm blessed. Blessed means something's good is spoken over my life that will enable me to prosper and succeed. Yeah, see, God is good. And when God speaks, he speaks good. And through the messages of God, there's always good spoken over your life, about your life, to your life, things in your life. And through, through those, those God-filled words, you are enabled to prosper and to succeed. Now, we dealt very clearly uh, with the truth that you're blessed when you hear the word of God. But the second part of this passage is uh, uh, very, very important because it's not just hearing the word of God. He didn't stop. There, there's, there's not a, a punctuation at the end of the word God. He said, moreover, verse 28, Luke chapter 11, blessed are those who hear the word of God and say it out loud with me, keep it who hear it and keep it. Uh, so, you, um, so we're blessed when we hear the word of God and when we keep it. I looked up this word keep in a different, uh, um, what, what, what does it mean to keep it? I, I had to look that up. I know, you know, hey, uh, can you keep can you keep this for me and give it back to me later? Uh, what does it mean to keep something? Because he's saying not only are you hearing it, but you're also keeping it. Um, it's almost like somebody's trying to take it or, you know, it, it's something you want to keep. and You don't want to lose it. Um, or, you know, somebody asks you to keep something for you and then you don't know, you've displaced it, right? And so I looked at some of the anonyms because again, <laughs> I get excited about blessing. And so I'm constantly hearing the word of God, hearing the word of God. I mean, I'll ride my bike for two hours or an hour or whatever. And I want to hear the word. I'll, I'll sing and worship a little bit, but I'm hearing the word of God constantly every day. Probably, I don't know of one day of the week where I'm not hearing the word of God in one way or another. But what does it mean to keep it? Because you can hear it. That's one thing. But what does it mean to keep it? The opposite of the word keep is lose or let go or displace or neglect. And I thought that was really interesting because he's saying blessed are those who hear the word and don't let it go. And don't neglect it and don't displace it and don't let somebody take it away from them. The enemy is coming immediately for the word's sake. He's trying to knock the word of God out of you. <laughs> uh, LL Cool J, he had that song. Mama's going, I'm going to knock you out. Mama's going to knock you out. All right. I'm being for real. The devil is trying. He's not trying to knock you out. He's trying to knock the word of God out of you. 
I mean, he comes at you real strong. And again, the ultimate goal is, you know, it's not about the six and it's not about the relationship. It's not, he's trying to get you to let go of the word of God because he knows the only thing that can defeat him is the word of God. He's the defeated foe. And if you stand on that word, even though he might be trying to exercise some 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 stolen authority over you, some some presumed uh, uh, power or dominion over you, if you stand on God's word, if you don't let go of God's word, he has no advantage over you. All right. So we're going to talk tonight. How do you keep it? What what was Jesus saying? Um Blessed are those that hear the word. I submit to you that there's three things uh, in this one area. Um, It's important to hear the word. It's important to meditate on what you hear. It's important to do the word. It's important to hear the word. It's important to meditate the word. And it's important to do the word. Last week, we covered hearing the word of God and we touched on meditating on the word of God. Tonight, we want to focus really on doing the word of God. Turn with me, if you would, to Psalm number one. Good to see uh, Brother Chuck and his family on. Uh, Sister Tina, love you guys. And uh, Marie Kane is on. Brother John Goldberg, he always helped me preach. Uh, and Sister Deborah Clark. Um, Praise God. Amen. Amen. In the book of of Psalm number one, stanza one through three, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in this season, whose leaf shall also not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. How many of y'all see evidence of the blessing in this passage? First of all, it starts with the past tense word blessed. What does it mean? Blessed. That means something good was spoken over to this individual that enabled them to succeed. So the first ver- the first word in the first verse is blessed, and the last word in verse three is prosper. How many of y'all see evidence of the blessing? The blessing is when something's good spoken over you uh, that enables you to prosper or empowers you to succeed. So blessed is the man. Now notice, he's saying this man is blessed. I'm saying that the Lord is saying to you, you're blessed, and he tells you why. He says, this man is blessed because he doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, doesn't stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the scene of the scorn. Can I mess with you for a minute? How many of you like the view? Now nah, I can't see your hands. Okay. All right. Uh, the view or um, talk shows is really where I'm getting at. Or, you know, how many of you watch the news? Okay. All right. All right. Oh, how about when you're driving and the people are doing the talk show thing, you got, you kind of listening to a conversation between this guy and this lady, and they're the host of the radio show. How many of you all enjoy that kind of thing? Well, they're giving advice on the news channel. They're giving advice. Uh, you know, I'm not getting into the ones that are really bad, uh, really bad, but you know, uh, different talk shows and throughout the day, 
the person who's blessed doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, doesn't stand in the paths of sinners, doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the word of God. Now, I'm not saying you can't watch television. Uh, Marquita and I, we watch television. You know, it's not, you know, it's not uh, bad to watch television. But it is bad if you watch more television than you are a student of the word of God. And I I believe that that's what I really want to point out. If you don't have times like this moment where you are feeding yourself on the word of God, then you're not going to experience the life of blessing that's possible when you're delighting in the word like this passage says. Amen. So you've got to delight in it. Somebody say you've got to delight in it. I've got to delight in the word of God. That means I got to get excited about Sunday morning and Wednesday night. And I got to, you know, even listen beyond that. Look at other opportunities to get into the word of God. But the, the, the thing I wanted to point out in this passage specifically is that not only does he hear the word of God or read the word of God, he meditates on the word of God. And I believe that that's the key because meditation leads to uh, doing the word of God. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Joshua, chapter one and verse number eight. Good to see Lori Veltz. Amen. Love you and Ken dearly. Thank you for always being online. I, I, I see you all constantly. Don't always get a chance to remark. Uh, but in Joshua chapter one and verse number eight, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall, come on, y'all help me, meditate. Somebody put it in big letters. You shall meditate. Remember, there's three things we're looking at tonight. Hearing, meditating, and doing. You are blessed when you hear, when you meditate, and when you do. But you shall meditate in it day and night, and that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, you all know Psalms 1-1 and Joshua 1 and 8, that's the platform for why everybody at Faith Family Church reads their Bible Monday through Friday on a chapter in the morning, not just reads, we changed it. We meditate the word of God. Uh, this is my Bible I love. I, I meditate in it day and night on a chapter in the morning, chapter in the evening. I'm constantly chewing on, thinking about, reading, hearing the word of God day and night. Why? Well, I'm going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, right? When, when, when difficult times come, I'm still going to be productive, right? Amen. Why? Because I'm a I meditate on that word. Well, we got a clear word in the book of Joshua on meditating. We meditate day and night, but here's the key. And I and, and uh, if I were to ask it this way, how do you have good success? Somebody might say we got to meditate the word. Well, that's not what this verse says. The way to have good success is to do what the word tells you to do. And the only way you can do what the word tells you to do is by meditating the word. 
Because hearing the word of God is not enough for you to do the word of God. And if you don't do the word of God, you won't get God's results. So the key here is meditating so that you may observe to do. Look at it one more time. Uh, Joshua chapter one, verse eight, this book of the law. I know this might be familiar to you. I know you may have heard this verse. You could quote this verse, but let's look at the revelation for tonight. Watch this. This book of the law, the word of God shall not depart out of your mouth. You should be speaking the word, but you shall meditate in it. The word of God day and night. Why? So that you make your way prosperous and have good success? No. So that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. To me, that's the key to the whole verse. The reason why we meditate the word of God is so that we can do the word of God. Oh, that is so good. Mm, 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 mm. Meditating the word of God. You are blessed. When you meditate God's word, why would you be blessed? Because you're thinking about chewing on the good things God has says, and that enables you to prosper. So you are blessed when you meditate the word of God. Let's go to this last part of this because we're blessed when we do the word of God. Meditation is not enough. Hearing it is not enough. We've got to get to that place where we hear it and we do it. And I believe that's what Jesus meant by keep the word. So in Luke chapter 11, verse 28, as we get ready to uh, get close to the end, or, or we deal with the, the last half of this message. But he said, more, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So what does he mean keep it? He's talking about not losing it, not letting it go, not displacing it, and not neglecting it. Now, I just got to interject this here. Um, just a minute ago, uh, uh, my parents, they pastor Salvation Temple Church in Detroit. They've got a, a Wednesday night word study. And my, my mom invited me to be an instructor for tonight. Um, so I took some time to, you know, minister. And the first thing that popped in my heart on the subject that we were on just moments ago was... Hosea chapter four and verse six. Many of you could probably quote it. it. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But it goes on to say, because you have rejected knowledge, I have rejected you from being priests for me. And because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will forget your children. Now that's a big verse, but most of us only know the first part of Hosea chapter four in verse six, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. In your life, if you've experienced anything that's 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 not thriving, if, if you've experienced destruction of any kind, it was or it is the result of one of three things, lack of knowledge, rejected knowledge, or forgotten knowledge. Why do I bring that out? Because Jesus says you are blessed when you hear it and you keep it. Um, so when you hear the knowledge of God's word come forth in a message, you are blessed when you hear it and you keep it. You can 
not hear it at all, of course, or you can reject what you hear, or you can forget what you hear. And how can you do something that you forgot? Right? I mean, that, that, that makes sense. Or, you know, oh, I forgot to do that. I was supposed to do that. Well, when it comes to the word of God and, oh, I forgot to do that. <laughs> you know, God says, bless those that, that, that persecute you. You know, don't curse them. And, you know, oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I, I forgot to do what God told me to do. I forgot to not do what God told me not to do. And obviously you see it. So, you know, if you reject it, then obviously you're not doing it because you rejected it. So there's there's a little connection here. We are blessed when we hear it and when we keep it. The word keep means um, the opposite of the word keep means to lose, to let go, displace or neglect. Now, James chapter one, that's where we started and it's where we will end. <laughs> James chapter one, verse 22. Let's tie all of this together. If you want to unlock the blessings of the Lord in your life, you, you, you've got to act on God's word. James chapter one, verse 22. But, but he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Now, before we go any further, what did he say? He says, be a doer of the word. Say this out loud, wherever you are, say out loud, I'm a doer. Come on, say it. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the word of God. So we are blessed when we do what God's word says. And when we do what God's word says, uh, we make our way prosperous uh, and, and we have good success because of the blessing, right? Uh, so notice he, he's, he's, he's instructing us in this passage to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Let me ask you a question. I know it's simple. Is it possible that you could be just a hearer of the word of God? I mean, that you, like right now, I mean, you might not even be in your Bible and, and you're just listening to me. So technically, you're hearing the word of God. I mean, you know, uh, hundreds of people each week are connected to faith family in one way or another. We're hearing the messages, but are we doing it? It must not be enough to hear it and not do it. So he urges us and he really breaks it down in this passage and, oh, it's going to end up so good. It's going to be the essence of what God's speaking through this entire series. So he says, be, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Now, now notice, anytime self-deception is involved, pride is involved. I hope that none of us that are on at this moment have turned a deaf ear to what the spirit of God is saying tonight, because we know that we need to be doers of the word of God. Oh no. 
Um, self-deception is absolutely, in my opinion, the worst kind of deception. I mean, you know, a guy can pour warm honey down a woman's ear and make her think that he is something that he is not. A car salesman uh, or saleswoman can, you know, uh, pull on your heartstrings and, you know, you end up signing for something that you didn't want to do. I mean, the, the story can go on about the deception that's in this world. I mean, even Satan, he's the father of lies and he endeavors to deceive us all. But I submit to you, the worst kind of deception known to man is self-deception, is when we look at ourselves and we lie to ourselves. Notice what happens when you and I only hear the word but don't do what we hear, we are lying to ourselves. And you know what? Pride is involved. We know it because of Obadiah 1 and 3. He said, the pride of my heart has deceived me. You know what deceived you? Pride. Uh, pride in you deceived you into not doing what you heard. Mm, this is so good. But he says, uh, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, now he's about to break it down. He's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man that he was. Can I tell you all a story? All right. In architecture school, um, art and architecture really go hand in hand. And when architecture is really good, it is a work of art. Absolutely stunning um, to me. Uh, some of the, most, the best kind of art that I enjoy are, you know, pictures or portraits or paintings of buildings and, you know, environments and architectural drawings. Just uh, the, the renderings can just be, really be magnificent. Um, but I remember we, we, in, in early design class, that we would have to sketch and, and really it was, it was almost an art class and we'd have to go out in the space and just kind of sketch and draw a flower, a brick wall, or, you know, just different types of things. But we also had to do a portrait of ourselves. Now, again, an artist is one thing. An architect is another, and I'm not implying that, that they cross over. Um, but the reality of it is uh, it, it can be an art. I could remember looking in the mirror and then trying to sketch my portrait. And, and if you've ever done this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If it were possible, and you ladies out there, I know you know what I'm talking about because how many times do you look in the mirror getting ready, <laughs> you know, getting ready for your day? I mean, you look and you look and you look. Why? Because you forgot. You know, you forgot what you saw and you needed to look again. The same thing, especially it's, it's really beautiful if you do the portrait. I mean, if you could just look at yourself in a mirror one time and you got it, then you could turn to that canvas and, and, and sketch out or paint out the portrait of what you saw only having seen it one time. Mm, I'm preaching good tonight. Um, so he, he uses this to describe what a hearer a person who hears the word, but doesn't do it. They hear it one time 
And then they go about and assume that they got it. Can I mess with you for a minute? There are some of us that miss whole parts of a series, right? There's no way they got the whole series. Well, I kind of see where he's going with it. Okay, I got it. Man, you know, that kind of explains because we're less blessed than we should be, right? We're less, we're, we're experiencing less of the prosperity of God and success in our life because we're not doing it. I mean, how many of us remember how to identify pride? I was going over it in my mind, uh, not on my paper, but to see, did I really get that message? Do I really understand? Well, we identified two things in identifying pride. Number one, pride blinds. And then number two, you got to know what it, uh, what it is and what it looks like, right? And I know that could be three things, but I gave you number one, how to identify pride. Number one, You've got to know that pride blinds. You know, how do you identify something that will blind you and keep you from seeing it, right? Okay, so that's tricky. That's important to note. But then number two, we said that you've got to know what it is by definition, so forth and so on, and what it looks like. I know that could have been three, but I made it two. Then in talking about what is pride, we broke that down into three parts. What does it look like? We said pride is the essence of selfishness. We said it's the nature of the flesh the Adamic nature, Satan's nature. And then the third thing was, oh, pride. Okay, I had it and I lost it. Number three, just give me a second, I got it. Oh, it's the root of all sin. See, I'm seeing it in my mind. Okay, where are we going with this, Pastor Stan? Hearing it one time, is it really enough? We make these uh, the, the, the messages available so that for free of charge. So that, that you can hear it again. And especially, I mean, now if you got it, that's good. Let's keep going and, and, and let's hear it again. When we go over it in review, you know, you're going to hear it multiple times. And, and so you're, you're not just hearing it only, you're, you're hearing it so that you can do it. Praise God. All right. So deceiving yourselves, privates involved, for if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets. Underline that word forget, or make a mental note of it in your heart. Didn't we just talk about forgetting the word of God? Yes. Where was it? Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. God said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, because you have rejected knowledge, because you have forgotten knowledge. Notice, if you hear it and don't do it, you will forget it. <laughs> if you hear it and don't do it, you will forget it. Notice, he's like the man who looks one time and then he goes and he forgets what he saw. That's a guy who hears it, but doesn't do it. They forget what kind of man, or they forget what they saw. And in this case, the kind of man he was. Last verse, verse 25. But he who looks, now it, it, this word looks has an S on it, which is a present tense continuum. It's not having looked. It's not look. It's looks. 
<laughs> Yo, just bear with me, okay? It's a present tense. He's looking right now and he'll be looking later, right? He looks into the perfect law. In other words, he looks and keeps on looking. He looks and he keeps on looking. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. So he doesn't look just one time. He keeps on looking and he continues in it. Notice, and is not a forgetful hearer. See, a forgetful hearer can't tell you the parts of the series. The forgetful hearer can't tell you that in you are blessed, number one, that we were talking about the fact that you're blessed by revelation knowledge. When you, uh, Sister Tammy Jenkins, she got revelation before we got into this blessing series that obedience is the key. And so when I said it, man, boom, it went off on the inside of her. She was blessed, not because she got it from Pastor Stan. She got that from the Lord. Amen. Well, um, uh, and, and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer. If we forget different parts, oh man, we're moving ourselves. Watch what, watch, watch what happened. It's good to see, uh, pastor Mark Tucker on too. Uh, glory to God. Uh, love you guys. Amen. All right. So check this out. He's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. Somebody say it out loud. I'm a doer. He's a doer of the work. This one, not everyone. I, I put the words this and one at the end of verse 25. I put it in bold so it would stand out. Not everyone is blessed in what they do. The one who hears the word, the one who meditates the word and looks at the word again and, and memorizes the word, right? You know, they don't, they don't forget it. They, they remember the parts. Come on. When we talk about elevation, we talk about those, come on, seven things that, that are on our next level. We should be able to rattle them off just like we were the ones that preached them. Increase is on our next level. Promotion is on our next level. Abundance is on our next level. Growth is on our next level. Restoration is on our next level. Victory is on our next level. And blessing. <laughs> are you all excited with me tonight? I'm almost done. Um, but that's, I, I, I hope that for those of us that are in this moment, that we're, we're able to apply what's happening on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. See, a lot of times when I'm preaching, people aren't taking notes. And even now, when I go to church, I take notes. Um, uh, there are certain things that during the week, you know, I've, I've been really prompted in a, in, in a direction. And so I told myself, I'm going to treat that like school. And even when I was, as, as you are, a parishioner in the congregation, man, I'd, I'd have my device, I'd have my computer out, and I'm typing and, and, and recording as much as I can because I want to be this one. <laughs> Come on, anybody else want to be this one? Not everyone is blessed in what they do, but this one. Ooh, man, this a preach. This one will be blessed. And you can underline that in your Bible. This one will be blessed in what he does. 
Um, let's see how much time I have left. Man, I think I'm ahead of time. Ooh, that's really good. Um, now go with me to James chapter two. Oh, wait, I don't know. Man, I was about to preach to nine o'clock. I only got nine minutes left. It's 821. <laughs> I must be tripping. <laughs> I'm talking about I got all this time left. Something made me just look at, it, at the clock again. Um, oh, boy, let me try to wrap this up. Okay, James chapter two, verse number 20. He says, but uh, do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? The word works there could be defined as corresponding actions. He's talking, when you talk about working, you're talking about doing something. Well, you know, well, what do you do? I'm asking, you know, what kind of work do you do? You know, what do you do on the job? Faith without works is dead. So he's talking about doing something. I'm here to tell you when you keep the word of God, you activate the word of God. It becomes an activation code uh, in your life. I don't have the time to really uh, delve into the fact that James went from James 1 to James chapter 2. And the last half of James chapter 2 is about doing it. He said, you may say you've got faith and don't have works. I'm telling you, I've got faith by my works, you know. Uh, uh, and he said essentially that it takes work. That faith, you might have works and have don't have faith. He said, faith without works is dead. You've got to do it. Somebody say, you've got to do it. Uh, write this down. The blessing manifests in your earthly places when you do what the word says. I'll say it again. The blessing manifests in your earthly places when you do what the word says. It releases the blessing. The blessing is, is spiritual. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. When you start acting on what God says, it releases the blessing. Kind of like in the movie. They said, release the Kraken. You know, kind of uh, this big old, uh, you know, thing. Um, <laughs> the Kraken was a, a like a sea monster or whatever. Um, but when you act on the word of God, you release the blessing. Hallelujah. By doing it. I close with Luke chapter 6 and verse 46 through 49. Uh, this is the verse that represents our Jesus Strong t-shirt. Luke 6, 46 through 49. And I want you to hear it from the Lord. Uh, take this personally. You might want to be asking yourself, what is the Holy Spirit saying to me through this message? Where in your life have you been a hearer of the word and not a doer? It could be as simple as, I couldn't write in a structure for you the messages God has spoken to me on Sunday mornings or on 
uh, Wednesday nights. I'm, I'm a teacher, so it's line on line. If you can't right now write out the definition of bless or gospel, I almost couldn't preach my message on Sunday. I got so excited about um, the, 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 how it was just interconnected with gospel and blessing and the last Adam. It was, it was just magnificent. Uh, and I hope those of you from Wednesday night that you got excited about that. But if you can't write down the definition of bless, uh, if you can't describe why you are blessed or how you are blessed in this short four week series, then that means you heard it, but you didn't keep it. Uh, and the last thing I want is for especially you, those of us that are on Wednesday night, we go above and beyond to get the word of God. But the last thing I want for you is that you're hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, and it's not benefiting you. You know better financially. You, your, your marriage is no better. Uh, you know, relationships are no better than a person who doesn't hear it as much as you do. You know, maybe you're tithing and giving offerings, but you're still going from week to week and month to month. Where are we missing it? Could it be as simple as you're hearing it, but you're not doing it? Amen. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, they hear and they do them. I'll show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house. He dug deep and laid the foundation uh, on a rock. When the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against the, the house, it could not shake it. Why? Because it was founded on the rock. Let me ask you a question. Why was it founded upon the rock? It was founded upon the rock because he did something. He heard and he did. And so when life happened, it couldn't shake him because he did something with what he heard. But he who hears and does nothing, I, I just have a prompting in my heart. Many of you at Faith Family Church, you're hearing such a rich word from the Lord. And I'm not saying that pridefully. It's just true that what we eat on at Faith Family is not your, your everyday diet in Christianity. It's, it's the meat of the word of God. We can have a simple message and it be deep, okay? But if you can't rub two scriptures together, you are a person who's hearing the word and you're not doing it. You know, you, you hear that you can speak over your body. You can speak to your muscular system, but you're not speaking to your muscular system. You're not speaking to your digestive system. Then you're in that category of a person who's hearing and not doing. And the list just goes on and on and on. And the longer and the, the more that you're a part of a church like Faith Family Church, unto much is given, much is required. You got to do more because you get more. <laughs> Amen. But he breaks it down. And I close with this. 
but he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately his house fell and the ruin of that house was great why did it fall because he heard and he didn't do anything you see uh, the 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 enemy comes against all of us he comes for the word's sake and but but the difference between the one that that came out okay another one that didn't didn't do so well is one heard and did and the other did nothing did you get anything good out of this word tonight for adventure you may be online and you don't know Jesus here's an opportunity for you to do what the word tells you to do the Bible says whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved if you do that tonight God will save you right where you are all you have to do is call on him let me lead you in a word of prayer to call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be born again say this and repeat this after me God in heaven I do believe that Jesus Christ, that he is your only begotten son. I believe that he died for my sins, bearing my sins for me. They put him in a grave, but I believe he's alive, he's risen. Come into my heart, be my Lord, save me now. I repent of sin, I'm sorry. I accept your offer of forgiveness. And right now, I'm born again. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I wanna congratulate you, welcome you into the faith family. Hey man, we're so excited. But I got the unction that somebody online uh, watching this, you just listened to me but you didn't say it out loud. Well, in a moment when this is over, go back and listen to it. And this time, say it out loud, meaning in your heart, because that is acting on the word of God. It's calling out of your, out of your mouth, out of your own words upon the Lord, and you'll be saved. Now, I can't let you go before I bless you. So if you would, wherever you are, if you hold up one hand before heaven, and uh, receive this as I speak this blessing over your life. May the God of increase prosper you abundantly. May something good come to you and upon your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, faith family. Be blessed. We'll look to see you on Resurrection Sunday morning, regular time, 10.30 a.m. We got special good things for the kids. Bring everybody. Amen. We'll have on our masks and hand sanitizers. Uh, don't worry about catching coronavirus. It's not at Burks Elementary. Glory to God. And I guarantee that. Hallelujah. We'll see you on this Sunday.